Hello and welcome everyone. This is Alex Makarski with another episode of Startup Gizmo. And today I have a pleasure of hanging out with Scott Patton, my podcasting guru, someone I've learned a lot from about podcasting and many other things uh, related to marketing. He's uh, coming to us all the way from Kakitlam, British Columbia. Did I get it right? Oh, Kakitlam, British Columbia. There you go. And um, that means he's not traveling as much as he usually does this time around, this week. Um, well, Scott, welcome to the show. Awesome. So Scott is um, one of the top trainers, if not the top trainer on uh, Udemy, and he'll explain what it is, how to use it, and why it's uh, important for any startup to learn about. Uh, and maybe he'll uh, give a few podcasting tips as well. But why don't you um, tell us uh, how you got into podcasting and Udemy and all this good stuff and how it can be helpful. Sure, Alex. Uh, I avoided podcasting for as long as I could. And actually, and that really wasn't that long because I heard about it in late 2004 and I put my first podcast up in early 2005. But blogging was this mysterious... Were dinosaurs still around? Yes, there were dinosaurs all over. Windows 3.1 or I guess 98. It was awful. It was the dark ages, let me tell you. And uh, 24 bought modems and all those sort of things that hopefully we never have to think about anymore. But the thing revealing our age, Scott. Yeah, that's right. But uh, I had heard about this thing called blogging and how it was so good for getting rankings and all these things. And I was working at the time for the Internet Marketing Center. And so I started doing some research into it. And every article started off with blogging is the most easiest and simplest thing possible in the world. And all the rest of the article had no clue what they were saying. It might as well have been Japanese or Sanskrit because I did not understand a word. And it took me three frustrating months before I finally got a blog up. And then what I did is I put two pages on my website that were, you know, had keywords in there that I wanted to rank for. And then I did a blog, two blog posts. And then I went on a 10 day cruise. And when I came back from the cruise, because I was too cheap to spend $5 a minute to get online on the cruise. I, I waited till I got home and I checked and both of my web pages were number one in Google and Yahoo for the key phrase that I had targeted. So I was like, yes. And so I took, I printed off the results, took it into my boss, said, boss, we're about to revolutionize internet marketing as we know it. And look at this, number one, told him the same story I told you. And he goes, oh, that's nice, Scott. I was devastated, right? And went back to my office and I couldn't figure out why he wasn't excited. Well, we had a beer a few months later and he, uh, he admitted that he didn't believe me. He thought I had mm -hmm. photoshopped my result and put it at the top. So as soon as I had left, he got out and he was doing his search and sure enough, there I was, there I was, there I was. So we changed our whole uh, strategy around teaching people how to market online and then unfortunately the owner uh, Corey Rudel passed away he loved fast cars he was in a fast car on a racetrack ran into a wall and unfortunately passed away so the management thought 
you know, we got to do something to let everyone know the company's not dead, so we're going to do these boot camps all around the world. And Scott, because of this blogging thing that you figured out, we want you to talk Saturday night from 8 till 10 on blogging. Isn't that great? And I said to myself, they're going to be sitting there from 6 or 7 in the morning listening to my boss drone on and on and on, and then they're going to get up, they're going to go someplace and stuff their faces full of food, so they're going to be like full, tired, 8 o'clock, they're going to be back in their seats, and in an hour I'm going to have them sound asleep. Because I could not see how I could talk about blogging for two hours. One hour was fine, but two hours was just no way I could keep their interest in my mind, right? So I thought, well, what else could I talk about? Well, there was this podcasting thing, and I thought, great, another three months of learning. <laughs> but to my shock, because I had the blogging figured out, the podcasting was just a, sort of an adjunct to it, uh, in 20 minutes I had my podcast up, I had the video, audio, sort of an MP3 file up, had loaded it down onto my iPod, and it, it worked. So I was just ecstatic. So that's what I did. I went around the world telling people about blogging and podcasting for the next year. And then I left the company, went back on my own. I'm not a very good employee. And uh, I started focusing mostly on the podcasting. And then a, a, about a year and a half ago, the uh, people that made the Starbucks app and a few other high-end company apps um, approached me and said, we want to do podcasting and tell people about these apps we built. And so can you come in and talk to us for a couple hours? And so they got their whole marketing department in, and I went in and started talking to them. And, and you know, most of us don't know that what we know, nobody else knows. So I think everybody knows what I know. And so I'm just sitting there telling them a few things. And in about five minutes, the, the chief marketing guru there uh, <laughs> jumps up and he says, Whoa, that's absolutely amazing. If you never said anything else intelligent for the next two hours, that was worth what we're paying you. So I went to get up and the, one of his staff reached over and locked the door and <laughs> said, No, we want more. And at the end of the two hours, uh, Earl said to me, he said, You know, you have to put together a video podcast course. And he's... One of these guys that's super enthusiastic and and the enthusiasm just, you know, I just got caught in the wave and I said, okay. And then it was like, well, what am I going to do? Like, where am I going to mm -hmm. do? I don't have a problem speaking. I don't have a problem teaching, but I don't really want to put it on my website and blah, 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 blah. And <clears throat> it brought me to Udemy. <clears throat> Sorry, pardon me. <clears throat> and... Um, to my shock, I had actually joined it a year before and then ignored it. And I thought, wow, this is a very easy way to put up a course. So I did, got excited about it, told some of my clients, they got excited about it. And as we're recording, I have 70 courses either done or in development. And I think it's about 50 that are actually live right now. Amazing. Amazing. <clears throat> 20,000, 22,000 students. And, uh, yeah, I enrolled in uh, a handful of your courses. I, I don't have all of them, but uh, two or three for sure. And I'm going through your podcasting course. And I must say it's the most comprehensive podcasting training out there. Like I went through a couple of other courses before yours. And uh, the level of detail you get into is uh, outstanding. Well, thank you. Thank you. It was a, a work of love. And <clears throat> it happened in kind of a funny way because... Uh, a few years ago, my father passed away, 
And then, so I was sort of hanging around, hanging around, making sure my mom was all right. And then everything kind of sort of was settled down. So I thought, you know, when someone that you love uh, passes away, you look at your life. And one of the things I said was, you know, I'm, I love to travel and I have a few places that I haven't been to that I really want to go to. And I just thought, you know, after my experience, I just want to go on to one of these places on my bucket list. And it was Machu Picchu. And I didn't just sort of think I would fly to Machu Picchu and fly home. I thought, you know, and I don't know why. I just thought, you know, I'm going to fly to Colombia, and then I'm going to go to Ecuador, and then I'm going to go to Peru, and then I'm going to go to Machu Picchu. And so I bought the ticket. And in the summer, I almost died. I bought the ticket for the fall. So I'm in the spring, bought the mm -hmm. ticket for the fall. No problem. Have always had great health. And I knew if I bought the ticket, I would have to go, right? Because there's always excuses not to do something. And I got deathly ill in the summer. My liver stopped. And so I was six to eight weeks. I forget. I don't know. It was a blur. In the hospital, they had, you know, drip feeding me. I wasn't allowed to eat. My pancreas got inflamed. My kidneys were, in tr you know, upset. And and nobody knows why. The Everything I had is typically, or about 50% of the people that have what I had are drug addicts, smokers, drunks. And I don't do any of those things. So uh, they have no understanding of why. I still don't know why. But basically, I lost 45 pounds and, you know, 30% of my muscle mass. I could hardly walk around the room. And in, two, in a month, I'm going to Machu Picchu, right? So I was kind of like fell off the cliff, and then everything kind of went back to normal, except I'm 45 pounds lighter than I was when I started, and I can't walk, or I can barely walk. And, and so I had this decision, like, do I go or don't I go? And I thought... I'm going to go. And then, of course, Earl tells me to make this video course. So when I go, I'm thinking, how am I going to create this course and everything else? So what I ended up doing, because I can talk about podcasting with no notes forever, uh, I did the introductions to the four or five sections from Machu Picchu. And I just thought, <clears throat> this would be really cool. I get my selfie stick. And I just said, in this section, we're going to be talking about, and there's Machu Picchu behind me, and I would relate it as best I could Whatever it, it is, it is fun to watch. I must say, like I, I didn't know the story. I didn't know the whole prelude to that trip, like of you spending so much time in the hospital. Um, but you know, I had a chance to go through most of the course uh, the last few days, and like that, that's the fun part about it. No one, I, I don't know anyone who's done it this way. Yeah, and and well, and that was the thing when we were doing the course. I thought most courses are boring. You know, I want to know the information, so I forced myself to sit there and I listen to some guy drone on and on and on, or some gal, and and I appreciate that they're sharing the information, but it's really boring. And I thought, here I have an opportunity to do something that's a, it's a once in a lifetime thing for me. I'm sure I'll never go back, uh, even if simply because there are so many other places that I want to visit. Right. You know, by the time I get through all of them, I'll be 150 and I, I probably won't be able to go back. But um, I really when I do my courses, if I can think of a way that will add some sort of uniqueness to it, I will. And that doesn't happen very often. But when it's my own course, I do that. And I just was in Central America and I'm working on another course. So where was I? 
I forget now, but I was somewhere and I recorded the intros to the sections with some interesting backdrop that you wouldn't, I don't know if it was a Panama Canal or something, mm -hmm. you know, so because we need to do something to stand out. And that's the thing about podcasting and also the Udemy courses for me is it's a really good opportunity for people to stand out from the crowd. Now, most of the people I talk to are authors, speakers, coaches, um, <clears throat> that sort of thing where they've got some sort of message they want to put it. I wrote a book on whatever it is. I think you can talk about it forever. Right. So every week, talk for 10 or 15 minutes about it, put it up as a podcast and you're done. And similarly with Udemy, I think that, you know, video courses on your topic is really, uh, you know, simple to do. And if you don't have the technical skills, it's not, but it's easy to find somebody who does. So you don't have to learn it. Like I really am an advocate of if you're an expert in some area, be the expert in that area. Don't try to be an expert video editor. Find somebody that can right. do it for you. Save but I think you. You then may have done a nice job of meeting you halfway. I think they've simplified yeah. the process of creating product. They well. did. They did. I mean, you just have to make the videos, upload it, put a little description under it and a title, and you're pretty much done. <clears throat> so it's wonderful that way. I want to make a couple of comments. Uh, first of all, I remember that video. Uh, watching that video of you, um, I hope you were not driving that car. I wasn't like driving, going, no. Go, go, going down that winding mountain road like with no guardrail and like thousand foot drop thousand foot drop on the right side and and the car was going pretty fast because like you watch this video and they got captured on the, on the camera and you talk about taking risks like that i thought that was that was so appropriate that was very good and um the second uh, thing uh, yes you do work with a lot of coaches and authors and and people who have uh, um, a personality type marketing, but I think podcasting and Udemy can be applied to a much wider variety of subjects and business formulas, business uh, concepts. Uh, just the fact that it was the Starbucks app people who push you in this direction to start doing this kind of stuff, like tells me that uh, there must be a formula that applies to a wider range of businesses out there. I think it absolutely does. I think it's ideal for startups because, um, first of all, most startups are like unknown. Okay, so anything you can do to kind of get publicity. I'm not saying podcasting or Udemy courses are the only thing. I think they just need to be a part of it. And you'll you may spend hours and hours working on a full page newspaper ad or a full page magazine spread or whatever but you only need to spend about 20 minutes on your podcast i advise about making them about 20 minutes long and the main reason for that is the average commute is about 20 minutes so basically think of someone's in the car they have nothing to do why don't they listen to you and so as a startup you have a couple things going one is normally uh, some sort of investment opportunity and the second one is an incredible product that nobody knows about okay so and before we recorded this you were telling me about someone with and I hope this is not a trade secret an electric bike and all the amazing things that it did well who 
wouldn't want to well, know about well, that. Andrew's going to be on the show. Like I'm interviewing Andrew, Greg for, for the show. So yeah, it's not a, not a secret. Yeah. So you can, you know, you can say, well, you know, first of all, here's the opportunity that we've got. And second of all, here's the amazing product we've got. Third of all, here are the amazing people that we have working on this product. So, and then it's, you go and you do something with the product. Well, all of a sudden you can record that or you can talk about that or you have events that you go to, you can talk about that. What happens in the day-to-day -day workings of your business that you would like people to know about? Um, we, were, we had an opportunity to sell out, but you know, we really, if we did this, half the employees would probably get tanked and the product wouldn't be of the best quality that we want and so we decided we were going to hang in there or whatever right so you have all these journeys and all these stories that occur as you're on the journey of going from wherever you are in your startup process to wherever you end up in your startup process and why not be open and transparent about it you know we're really yep. I mean if you look at reality TV you know there's always this is what we're going to do and this is the goal at the end and it's up and down and you'll see guys like oh i can't believe i did this or, or i'm down and i'm you know so you, we're used to seeing that it's not something that's uh, shameful or anything like that it's part of making the whole thing real and you never know who's listening somebody may be listening on you know driving to work and going you know what they need to get a hold of alex because alex is a really good a pay-per-click guy with startups and and you know and so all of a sudden these connections start happening and and, may, and who knows where they go and who knows what doors they open but if you're talking to somebody you and they're saying well tell me more and you can say you know what I don't have time I've got an appointment I got to go to here's a link to our iTunes our show on iTunes tells you all about everything really yeah oh cool and then <clears throat> they get the whole story by you in a way that's really fresh and exciting and fun because you've created that show already. Yeah. So um, there's um, a company that uh, manufactures a hydroponic system. It's a vertical farming uh, hydroponic system that they've uh, invented and were able to get uh, a patent for. And they sell it as a franchise now. Um, I can't remember the name of the company right now off the top of my head, but I'll try to get them on the show. They have a podcast where they interview farmers who use the system, right? And, and it's very entertaining. It's uh, very detailed. And to someone who's into hydroponics and vertical gardening, that kind of stuff, it's a great show to listen to, right? Um, another thing is uh, uh, I know you, you're big on teaching. Like I've been around you long enough to know that you, are, uh, you, you have uh, – a sweet spot for a concept of content recycling, <laughs> which uh, doesn't sound very sexy, but uh, I think it's a very sexy concept because it allows you to create uh, a piece of content once and publish it in a lot of places. And one of those places could be podcast, or maybe it starts out as a podcast, but you turn that podcast into a YouTube video, you turn that into a blog post, you turn that into a Udemy product, an Amazon uh, download, the Kindle download, like that. That's that's what it allows you to do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. the The trick is to have your story, say it once, and then respect your audience. Some people like to listen. Some people like to watch. Some people like to read. Some people like uh, 
being in a room with you, you know, the touchy, I mean, there's auditory learning, visual learning, and there's kinetic learning. So the, you can cover three of those easily, and then there's multiple ways, you know, people might, you don't know if the person is, that's going to see your stuff is on Facebook or LinkedIn or wandering through iTunes and the podcast app or if they're on YouTube or if they're Twitter folks or, or whatever, right? So you want to cover all that, but you don't want to have to go and make individual content for all those places. So my recommendation is, you know, you get on Skype, get Call Recorder if you have a Mac, record the video, then you send it off to a video editor who makes it look nice, and then she gives you an audio version of it. You take the audio version, you send it to a transcriber, they transcribe it, then you send it to an editor. The editor edits up the transcription because the transcriber will put um in the transcription. <laughs> I don't know why, but they do. And uh, They actually do. They spell it out. Like dot, 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 and everything. Everything, right? So that's the way they're trained, so fine. But you need somebody to kind of polish it up. And then you just take chunks out of it, and either those become short blog posts or they become Twitter tweets, and all of a sudden, and posts on Facebook and posts on LinkedIn and wherever else you, Tumblr. I mean, there's lots of places, right? The idea is, is that it just covers everything, but you only do the work once. And, yep. you know, 20 minutes every Monday morning, get into the habit, schedule it, and and you, you've got a really good, consistent... And what you'll find is, if you miss, people will start emailing you and saying, are you okay? We didn't, you didn't see your podcast this week. And that's when you know that you're creating an audience and you're creating community. Yep. Yep. Another thing is, like, I know a lot of it, uh, startups struggle with uh, con coming up with good content. Like, how do I become interesting? Uh, with the podcast, you just have to be interested in, you know, what other people have to say, what they bring to the table. Like today, I, I don't have to be smart or brilliant. You know, I have you for that. <laughs> right? But, you know, Alex, you bring up a great point. There's two formats, really, for podcasting. One is single speaker. He's just sort of telling you whatever he's telling you. Okay. And the other one, which is far more interesting, is interview style, where it could be, and I'm thinking in terms of the startups, you could be interviewing the engineer about how we designed whatever it was we designed. And it could be a software engineer, it could be a physical engineer, if it's a physical, you know, like these electric bikes that we were talking about. Um, and there's never, I mean, you do not go through the day normally without having three or four interesting conversations with your staff or your boss, depending on where you are in the hierarchy of the startup. So there's no shortage of it occurring naturally. And all you have to do is say, what we're going to do is we're going to capture that moment. Say, okay. So, and, and then you just set up your system so that it's easy. You get a nice mic that picks up both of you, or you do a Skype call if, the, you know, if your engineer is in Germany or something and you're in New York. However you need to set it up, those are all technical things that your staff particularly your IT staff should be able to look after easily for you. And, and you just make it part of the expression of your company. You want your potential cl uh, clients and or customers to know about the product, to know why it's different than any other product like out there. And, um, and then you want the investors to know 
uh, first of all, all of that, and also what the plan is for the company going forward that makes it so exciting. And, yep. you know, interview your accountant every month. Sales are up. <laughs> Profits are up. <laughs> we have a new IPO going out in a month. Get ready. I'm not sure. Like, don't take any of this as legal advice. Maybe you're not supposed to say that. I don't know. I'm not That's part a of good the startup. Disclaimer. So, yeah, that's a good disclaimer to throw in. Yeah. So make sure you talk to For your sure. lawyer. Right. Um, I just want to say, so I just uh, did a bunch of work with a company called Stackstorm in, in uh, California, which were acquired by Brocade Technology uh, some three weeks ago. And we did a bunch of those. Uh, uh, we didn't call them podcasts. They were Google Hangouts. But that is the same. Basically, we, we would get our tech is with... Um, uh, the tech is of our clients, and our clients would be like large data centers. So you have, you know, a bunch of gigs on one side, a bunch of gigs on the other side, just you know, talking shop, you know, and and uh, in in gig speak, like the a conversation happening in an entirely foreign language to someone who's not involved deeply in this kind of technology. But that's the kind of stuff that these guy guys actually want, right? And there's a whole community who's actually looking for this kind of stuff to to happen, you know, and, and they, they come in and they listen to it, they download it and, uh, they become, uh, uh, accustomed to getting these messages from you. Right. And, you know, you just made me think of another thing too, in terms of topics for podcasts, which is, this is what working for us is like, this is the environment that we've created for oh, our that's staff and yeah. employees, right? Because usually it's not like McDonald's where anybody can flip a hamburger. Usually you're looking for a very high skilled individuals for very highly specific tasks and projects. So that's all part of what draws them to it. It's like, oh, wow, look at this. These are all the things we're doing. I love that idea. Well, it's fun ad living with you, Scott. <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about my other love, which is Udemy. Okay, so you, right. Udemy is Let's. an online video course platform. It's University of, uh, sorry, Academy of U, I think is how they came up with Udemy. And anybody can put a course up there. Uh, there are certain standards. They do get reviewed. Um, but they're, it's basically crowdsourcing for education. If you want to know how to knit, I'm sure there's a course there. If you want to know how to salsa dance, there's a course there. If you want to know how to do Ruby on Rails, there's a course there. So it goes, and in fact, most of the courses that do the best are high skill technical type courses. And you may, so let's just use the electric bike thing, okay? So there's this startup, it has an electric bike, it's awesome, it's everything else. Why would they put anything up on Udemy? Because they're not going to teach you how to make an electric bike, obviously. But they could say, here's how you ride safely and do a course on safety for bikes all right mm -hmm. and then what bike are they using to demo it it's their bike and what can you do with your bike they can end up showing all these things that you can do with their bike and of course that's going to cause in the biking community a whole bunch of excitement right and udemy has about 11 million students and I think probably in five years we'll be talking about 30 or 40 or 50 million students. The whole video training area is just blowing up, uh, huge growth, huge interest. People are excited about the fact that they can actually take courses and watch them at their own speed, on their phone, on their computer, wherever they're 
you know, doing whatever they're doing. So uh, I don't see that stopping anytime soon. This gives a huge opportunity for companies to be creative. Okay, so I can put my course, it can be free, you can charge 20 bucks, you could charge 50 bucks. I think 20 to 50 is the, is the range and the maximum today. That could change. But if you have a free how to ride your bike safely course that applies to everybody who has a bike, right? It's not just the electric bike, but you're talking about the electric bike, you're demo demoing the electric bike, you're showing what it can do, and you're showing it off, in fact. What's going to happen is all the people that are taking this bike safety course are going to be saying, oh, my next bike is going to be that bike. Yeah. Right? So it becomes, a. I don't want it to be an infomercial. I don't want it to be high selling. It's high education. We call it edu, edu marketing. I think a friend of mine, Mark Timberlake, coined that, where you educate the people to the point where they know who you are, they know what you're about, they know what your product does, and they want it, and they need it. And that's, and I think there's lots of ways that everybody can use this as an, uh, it's an educational forum to get the word out to a whole bunch of people that you don't. Now, the side benefit of this, and I will just keep with the biking example, is it's not hard for you to get two or three or four thousand people um, as students. Now, all of a sudden, you have a huge amount of credibility. And this is what I use with the speakers and the coaches more so than I maybe with the startups. But, you know, if you're talking to somebody who's a prospective uh, investor and you say, and by the way, you know, we did a, a two hour course on bike safety and we've had over 5,000 people take the course. Yeah. Wow. That gives a different, that colors the company, makes it a little more 3D, uh, you know, a little more, there's always that public engagement, public uh, relations aspect of, of anything that you do and so you have an opportunity to be able to say yeah we're doing all this good we're training all these people in whatever the topic is that uh, wouldn't have been trained otherwise or or well, we and we've had this outreach and this is what we've done so I look at it as a great way to let people know over a one to two hour like I, I suggest courses should be an hour to an hour and a half right and uh, mm -hmm. Usually there's not a lot of involved. Obviously there would be a lot more involved if you were doing a course on bike safety with the, you know, with the bike and everything else. Uh, but you may just be showing something on your screen in terms of how your program works if you had a software program that you were doing. And, uh, and you may... So, for example, if you're a software company and you've got this software and it does like 45 different things, you could have like 20 courses because you could focus on the benefit of each one. You don't want to have a fire hose. What you want to do is give it out in nice little pieces. So you take people along. You say, okay, here's what would be it? like so here's the benefit that the person wants to do. And now here's how you get the benefit. You I'll, I'll give you a couple of examples. A really good example that I actually uh, uh, was exposed to recently is uh, a CRM company putting out a really, really good course on sales and obviously everything they do happens inside that CRM program so you wouldn't even go look for a different CRM like if you were in this course yeah and then at the end of the course you can say here's you know as a student and you graduated here's a free one month trial and now they've taken the course they've seen how it all works they get the one month trial they try it out it works amazing now they're your customer 
I do that with yeah. the stock option program every. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's we do the whole how you trade stocks, and we use our software. We show them the strategies, which unfortunately you can only use our software to do, <laughs> and we give them a free month. Oh, fortunately. Yes, and at the end of the of the month, they say, "Fine, here's your money, Scott. Thank you very much. We're making money, and we're happy." Love it. Love it. Well, as I said, it's uh, always fun uh, to jam with you. Um, but uh, and, and I can jam with you for hours. But maybe we should wrap this up with giving uh, out some links that the people can go to to uh, find out more about your podcasting course and uh, Udemy. Uh, yes. Okay. So uh, Udemy.com forward slash Power Podcasters is my course. And if you use Scott Gift, uh, it'll get you the course for free. And then you can start podcasting and and uh, get your message out to the world. And I, that would nothing would make me happier. Awesome. I will make sure to look up, look up the link and drop it in the show notes. Right. And then if you just hit the profile, you'll see uh, the profile page. If you hit my profile and then click on me, it'll come to my profile page and it has all of my contact information, my YouTube channels and Facebook and any email that you can get a hold of me at. Fantastic. Well, Scott, thank you for coming to the show. It was a pleasure speaking with you and uh, lots of good information here. Pleasure, Alex. Happy to be here. Thank you. Bye-bye.